Hello once again and welcome to episode 7 of the SNDJ Wedding Reception Planning Podcast. My name is Stacy Knowles, Entertainment Director and Professional Wedding DJ at SNDJ Entertainment in Pensacola, Florida. And if you're new here, first of all, welcome. We're glad that you are listening to this podcast. And let me just tell you a little bit about what we're all about. The SNDJ Wedding Reception Planning Podcast is designed to give you tips and suggestions to all brides and grooms planning a wedding, but we also believe that anyone working in the wedding industry will also benefit from this series of podcasts. So if you're another DJ or maybe you're a caterer, photographer, you're going to get something out of this as well. And if you haven't listened to our first six episodes, then I encourage you to go back and listen to those. We've got a lot of great information there. And in past episodes, we've discussed such topics as the wedding reception planning process. We gave you some tips on how to save money on your wedding. We also walked you through a typical wedding reception, and we've answered many of your questions. Also, in addition to the podcast apps that are available, we're also providing the audio for each one of our podcasts on our YouTube channel as well. It's real simple. Just go to YouTube, and you can see video from recent weddings while listening to this podcast, And if you'd like to check out the podcast on YouTube, uh, once again, when you go to YouTube, just do a search for Stacey Knowles DJ. That's S-T-A-C-E-Y-N-O-L-E-S-D-J. And you can remember my last name because it's real easy. Think FSU Seminoles. And it will come up. Now all of our podcast episodes are in the Tips for Brides and Grooms playlist, so you can be sure and check it out there. I also want to mention that this series of podcasts is for anyone who is planning a wedding reception. It's not just for brides and grooms in the Pensacola area or along the Gulf Coast. Whether you're planning a wedding in Florida, Montana, or Mongolia, we promise that you will get something out of this podcast series. So again, it is for everyone. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how to get started as a professional wedding DJ. We're also going to discuss streaming music at your wedding, and then we're going to answer more of your questions. Now with that said, let's get started with Episode 7. Okay, let's talk about getting started as a wedding DJ. Yes, I realize this podcast is designed for brides and grooms planning a wedding, but I also thought it would be good for you to get a little understanding of what it takes to become a wedding DJ. And this podcast episode is going to serve two purposes. First, it's going to help brides and grooms like yourself understand the qualifications for becoming a professional wedding DJ. And if anyone listening to this podcast is thinking of becoming a professional wedding DJ, then this will help you get started and give you the things to think about and get the wheels in motion for that. In episode one of the SNDJ Wedding Reception Planning Podcast, I talked about how I got started as a professional wedding DJ, so I won't repeat that here, but if you'd like to find out more about that and how I got started and how SNDJ Entertainment came about, then be sure and check out uh, the first episode of the SNDJ Wedding Reception Planning Podcast, and uh, we got a lot of helpful information there about how I got started, so make sure you check that out. So let's say you want to get started as a wedding DJ. Now, before you make that plunge into the wedding industry, I think it's important to realize what the job entails. First, contrary to what you may have been told or what you may have thought, being a professional wedding DJ is not easy. Now, that doesn't mean it's not fun and you won't love doing it. I love being a wedding DJ and making brides and grooms happy, and it's probably one of the most rewarding things I can say that I have done with my life, but that doesn't mean it's easy. And you can still love to do something and it still be hard work. Take football, for example. I'm sure if you were to talk to any football quarterback, and well, let's just take Tom Brady, for example. I'm sure if uh, you ask Tom Brady if he loves playing football every Sunday in the fall, I'm sure that he'll tell you, yes, it is his passion and he absolutely loves it. But at the same time, he would probably tell you that it's very hard work. It takes a lot of effort and it's definitely not easy. An airline pilot would probably tell you the same thing if you asked them. 
They love what they do, but it definitely isn't easy, and it takes a lot of hard work and dedication to be able to take an object that weighs several tons into the air and to land it. And being a professional wedding DJ is the same concept. Yes, it is fun, we love what we do, but it is hard work, and it's definitely not easy. Now, we make it look easy when you see us at a wedding reception, but what you see at the reception is actually the result of many, many hours of planning and preparation to make sure everything goes well at the wedding. A wedding is the one event that has to be close to perfect as you can get because you only have one chance at making it right. There are no do-overs. I've often compared being a professional wedding DJ with being an astronaut on the space shuttle. Now, for some of you younger listeners, you may not remember when the space shuttle flew, but when it landed, it landed on a runway like an airplane, with one exception. Unlike airplanes, the space shuttle was a glider, meaning it didn't have an internal engine for landing. That meant that when the astronauts landed, they had one chance and one shot only at making sure that shuttle was lined up with the runway and to make a safe landing. If they were off, they couldn't go back and circle around for another approach like an airplane can. They had to get it right the first time, and they did. It's the same concept with weddings, and that's a philosophy I have adopted. When I'm doing a wedding, I have one chance at making it right, and it has to be right every single time, as there are no second chances or do-overs. We have one shot at making that day the best day of our brides and grooms' lives, and that is a big responsibility. So knowing and understanding that, how do you get started as a professional wedding DJ? Well, first let me tell you what not to do. You don't want to go out and buy top-of-the-line sound equipment, get a laptop loaded with uh, several Spotify playlists, then say you're a professional wedding DJ. It doesn't quite work that way. What I would recommend is working for someone else before you try going out on your own. Look at mobile DJs in your area, visit their website, call them up, and tell them that you're interested in becoming a DJ, even if they aren't advertising any job openings. You never know, they may hire you as a roadie where you can go along with their more experienced DJs, help them set up the equipment, and observe what they do. That's a great start. Mobile DJ companies have uh, different policies when it comes to training. Some may start you out as a roadie, some may require you to attend some workshops and extensive training, while others may require other things. With that said, I'll tell you what I would require if I was hiring someone without any previous DJing experience. I actually run and operate SNDJ Entertainment myself, so I don't have anyone else working for me at the present time, but you never know, that may change later. I've actually thought about that and actually considered hiring help to take on other jobs that I may have to turn down. But here's what I would do if you came to me wanting a job and I was hiring. First, I definitely would not start you out learning about weddings. You've heard the saying, you have to walk before you can run, and that's true. Since weddings are the most important day in someone's life, that's not where I would want to start a new DJ who has uh, never had any experience or is just starting out. I would start you out as a roadie first. You would come with me, help me set up the equipment, and watch from behind the scenes. I would also require you to go through some training sessions to learn how to set up a wedding reception, and I would also basically teach you everything that I know since you would be representing my company. And when I felt you were ready to start DJing, I would accompany you and start you out doing some events such as middle school dances and maybe some private parties. I would monitor you, see how you do, and then when I felt comfortable, I would let you go out on your own doing parties and school dances only. No weddings just yet. When I felt you were comfortable working in front of people, then you also knew how to set everything up, and I was confident that you were ready for the next step, then we would move on to weddings. But I wouldn't have you going out solo just yet. At this point, I would have you come with me to weddings and I would slowly work you in by having you make some announcements and learning things one step at a time by personally training with me. At the point when I felt that you were ready to do the entire wedding on your own, I would go with you and let you run everything, but I would still be there. 
only after you had done several weddings on your own and I felt comfortable that you could do weddings up to SNDJ Entertainment standards, then and only then would I let you go out on your own unsupervised. And I'm sure most mobile DJ services have similar training measures, but that's what I would recommend. After you spend a couple of years working for someone, then you can start your own company and go out on your own after you've learned the business end, which is another topic altogether. So that's my recommendation on how to get started as a professional wedding DJ and venture into this rewarding career that I have been honored to be a part of for almost 19 years. Definitely contact some mobile DJ companies in your area, tell them you're interested, and tell them you want to learn what being a professional mobile DJ is all about. I would also recommend joining some mobile DJ support groups such as the DJ Idea Sharing Facebook group, and there are many others. All you have to do is just uh, do a search for them and you'll find them. You may also want to attend a mobile DJ convention. I just came back from the Mobile Entertainment Expo in Las Vegas a few weeks ago. And uh, there are others across the country as well, such as the Marquee Show in Chicago, the DJ Expo in Atlantic City, and many more. I would encourage you to go to some of those, take some workshops, go to seminars, and you can also network with other DJs. Those are great learning opportunities as well. Well, now let's talk about streaming music at your wedding reception. And I've been reading on Facebook discussion boards about DJs who are choosing to stream their music at weddings and events, maybe using something like Spotify or uh, something similar. Well, maybe you're a bride or groom and you've heard DJs stream their music. Maybe things have gone well, but then maybe they haven't. Of course, music sources like Spotify have made it a lot easier to listen to music, and streaming music at a live event is something that I would not recommend despite having Spotify or something like that. And there are several reasons why I would never recommend streaming your music at, a, at an event like that. But uh, here's the main reason. You may not always be in a place with a strong Wi-Fi signal. Now, living in Northwest Florida, I've done plenty of weddings that take place out in the country where both internet and cell phone service is, well, pretty much non-existent. And in that situation, you really don't have access to Wi-Fi or your Wi-Fi is very poor. You may not be able to access your Spotify list or the music will be buffering throughout the whole reception. Now imagine this, you probably wouldn't want to be dancing your first dance song and then hearing the song cutting out every 5 or 10 seconds. I always recommend any DJ making sure that they have their music on their laptop where they don't have to rely on internet for anything. Now the only exception to that would be if I'm at a wedding or an event or someone comes up to me uh, during the open dancing and they request a song that I may not have, then I can quickly download it and play it. I have done that before, but uh, that's not very often that I do that, and that would never be the case for spotlight dances. When it comes to spotlight dances, such as the bride and groom's first dance, I always make sure that I have all those songs on my hard drive and copies on all three of my computers. In my almost 19 years, I've built up a great music library. I think the last time I checked, there were more than 29,000 songs in my library. So the chances of me not having a song that someone wants is very slim. And as I've said before, I always make sure that I have the songs my client wants downloaded on my hard drives long before the event. So streaming music for an event such as a wedding just really is not a very good idea in my opinion. Well now we're going to go ahead and answer some of your questions and I want to thank you once again uh, to all of you who have taken time to email me or text me with your questions. And here are a few that I've gotten over the last week. Well, David wants to know what happens at a consultation. He says he met with a DJ service recently and he felt like it was nothing more than a high-pitched sales tactic trying to get him to get their most expensive package. Well, David, I'm glad you asked that. First of all, if you met with a DJ service representative and all they did was give you a high-pitched sales presentation trying to get you to spend as much money as possible, 
Well, I hate to tell you this, but they definitely are not professional. While I can't speak for anyone else, I can tell you what we do at SCDG Entertainment. When I meet with a couple, either in person, via phone, or video, I don't start out talking about the packages we offer. I want to get to know them first, so I ask them how, how they met, how did he propose, and I also want to know to, uh, just other things about them so I can get to know them. And we then talk about what they envision for their wedding, and some couples don't even know, and that's okay. You know, that's what we're all about. We're there to help them out. And we then go over a sample outline of a reception. I ask them about their venue, their details, etc. You know, find out more details about their reception. Then we'll talk about our wedding packages, and we choose the package that's right for them. And my goal is to make sure that my brides and grooms choose the best package for them, which means that their wedding reception will be mostly during the day, and the venue has large glass windows letting the sun in. I'm not going to recommend that they get a package with decorative uplighting or their name or initials or logo monogrammed in lights. That just really wouldn't make too much sense. And, well, it would actually be a, a waste of money on their part. So we look at their needs, including their budget, and we choose the package that is actually best for them. Also, they don't have to book on the spot. Oftentimes, I do have brides and grooms who uh, will book on the spot, and that's okay if they want to do that, but that's not required. They can take some time to review what we talked about, and then we can meet back up a few days later or something like that, and they can go ahead and sign the contract and pay their retainer fee at that point. But we never pressure our brides and grooms to book on the spot. Well, Karen asked, if you plan the reception, do I even need a wedding coordinator? Again, another very good question and one that we get asked often. It will not be necessary to hire a wedding coordinator to organize and direct your reception since that is a service that we offer in every package. And you may want to hire a wedding coordinator to help you organize your ceremony and to make sure the room is set up for the reception, but your coordinator will not have any further responsibilities once the ceremony is over and the reception begins since we will take care of organizing and directing the reception. The only responsibilities your wedding coordinator will have uh, for the reception, as far as we're concerned, is that we'll just ask them to make sure that we have a table and a power outlet close by, and that's really it. Since we handle the planning and directing of your reception, we would recommend you inviting your wedding coordinator to just sit back, relax, socialize, and enjoy your reception with the rest of your guests. After all, they've worked hard for you, and you've probably developed a close relationship with them, so I'm sure they would love to have the opportunity to enjoy the last part of your wedding day with you while we take care of making sure the reception runs smoothly. I know the wedding coordinators I've worked with really do love that. I've had so many tell me that uh, they really like the fact that uh, we actually plan the reception out and that they're not walking around having to tell the DJ what to do. They can actually sit back and enjoy the reception with their brides and grooms. So that's uh, that's a big part of it. So that's something that they would probably love. So I'm sure if you mention that to your wedding coordinator, they would probably welcome that. Well, Jeff wants to know how much can he expect to pay for a professional wedding DJ? Once again, this is a very good question, but there is no blanket answer because that's going to depend on a lot of factors, including where you live. In other words, there is no blanket uh, price for wedding DJs across the country because it's going to vary depending on where you are. And we talked about this in great length in a previous episode, and I can only tell you what you can expect to pay in the Pensacola, Florida area or along the Gulf Coast, but keep in mind that this can vary and can be more or less depending on where you are or if you're listening to this podcast at some point in the future. But as of March of 2022, in the Pensacola, Florida area, you should budget at least $1,000 for your wedding DJ. Again, that may be more depending on your services, such as if you want uplighting, a photo booth, or any other extras, but really around $1,000 is a great average when it comes to budgeting for your wedding DJ. Well, Julie wants to know, why do professional mobile DJs charge more for weddings than other events, such as parties and school dances? 
Well, the short answer to that question is not all events are the same. You'll notice a price difference between weddings and other events mainly due to the planning and preparation. We spend a lot of time when it comes to planning and preparing for a wedding reception because there's so much more detail that goes into those events than, say, a school dance or someone's 50th birthday party. As you can imagine, the more work we do, then the more it's going to cost like anything else. And it's a common misconception that professional mobile DJs should charge the same rate for all events, and I try to put this into perspective by using this analogy. Let's say when you take your car to the mechanic, he doesn't charge the same thing for every service. For example, he isn't going to charge you the same thing or shouldn't charge you the same to do a simple oil change as he would if he has to completely rebuild your engine. Well, obviously, rebuilding your engine will cost a lot more because he's putting in a lot more time, a lot more work, and it's a lot more complicated than a simple oil change that may take 15 to 20 minutes. It's the same concept. We don't have to do nearly as much planning and preparation for a school dance or a birthday party as we do for a wedding, so there definitely will be a, a difference in pricing. Well, Tom asked, if I want to book your DJ service, can you work out a payment plan with me so that I don't have to pay everything up front? And the answer to that is yes. The pricing structure may be different with other DJ services, but many share the same structure that we have at SNDJ Entertainment. Here's how it works. We require one-third of your total balance when you sign the contract. That's your retainer fee. After that, the only requirement we have is that your full balance be paid off no later than one week before your wedding. And if you'd like to make a payment each month, make a payment every two weeks, or even every other month until your balance is paid off, you're welcome to do that. We're very flexible when it comes to paying off your balance, so we'll do what works best for you. And finally, Christy asked, last week one of your questions was about setting up a time schedule for your reception, and you talked about how you don't recommend a timeline for your reception. Everything you said made sense, but I'm just wondering, without a timeline, how will everyone know when things are going to happen? Christy, thank you very much for that question. That is a very good question. We will set up your reception with an order of events. For example, your reception may start out with your wedding party introductions. We'll give you some time to socialize with your guests. Someone will say the blessing. We'll have dinner, toast, cake cutting, spotlight dances, etc. And we're going to have all those events listed in the order that you wish to do it, but we won't have times listed. For example, we're not going to say the wedding party introductions are at 7 p.m., socializing time is 7.05 to 7.25, blessing at 7.25, dinner at 7.30, and on and on and on. And uh, we discussed the reasons why you wouldn't want a timeline for your reception in earlier episodes, so I'm not going to go into all that right now. But to answer your question on how everyone will know when we will do things without a timeline, well, it's very easy. There, that's where communication comes into play. Before each major event, we will check with the bride and groom and the other vendors to make sure everyone is ready. And we don't announce any major events or do any major events until we check with our couple and the other vendors. So that's what my number one rule there. I don't do anything or uh, announce any major events or anything like that until I personally check with the bride, the groom, and the other vendors. And we'll also let your guests know what's going to be happening. For example, let's say everyone's uh, almost finished eating and you're about to do the toast and the cake cutting. But you want to take about 10 minutes or so to go to the bathroom and freshen up. Well, I would then get on the microphone and let your guests know that we'll be doing the toast and the cake cutting in about 10 minutes. Then I'll make sure that your other vendors, especially your photographer, know that we'll be doing the toast and the cake cutting in 10 minutes so that they can make sure that they're ready as well. You never know. Your uh, photographer may need to change out a battery or a cartridge or something like that, so we want to make sure that they have time to do that. We don't want to surprise anybody. At the end of that 10-minute period, I will check with everyone again and double-check to make sure everyone is ready before we announce it. 
So you won't have to worry about not knowing when we're going to do events or your other vendors and guests not knowing because we'll make sure that everyone knows what is going to happen and when. And that's how we do it without setting up a time schedule. Again, excellent question. Thank you, Christy, for that question. And thank you once again for all of your questions and keep them coming. If you have a question regarding wedding reception planning, hiring a mobile DJ, or anything else, please feel free to reach out to me. You can call or text your questions to the SNDJ Entertainment line at 850-501-1590. That's 850-501-1590. You can also email me directly at weddings at sndjpensacola.com. That's weddings at sndjpensacola.com. And you can also visit the SNDJ Entertainment website at sndjpensacola.com as well. And that's going to wrap up Episode 7 of the SNDJ Wedding Reception Planning Podcast. I'll tell you what, I could probably go for another two hours answering your questions, and I have so much fun doing these episodes for you. But we'll be back next week with another episode. And once again, my name is Stacy Knowles, Entertainment Director and Professional Wedding DJ at SNDJ Entertainment in Pensacola, Florida. And I look forward to talking to you again next time on the SNDJ Wedding Reception Planning Podcast. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Take care and God bless.